also invited to meet President Theodore Roosevelt. So that gives you a sense of just how big a name he was at this point. But there were also plenty of doctors who were really flummoxed by all the media attention around this doctor who was doing things they didn't feel like were groundbreaking at that point. In the Literary Digest in 1902, an article was included titled The Significance of Dr. Lorenz's Visit. That quotes from another article in The Independent. According to that write-up, quote, Professor Lorenz does not come to teach our American orthopedic surgeons, our specialists in the treatment of deformed children, something they did not know before. Lorenz's operation has been practiced in this country for almost, if not quite, a decade of years. And some of the best results attained by the use of the method invented by the Vienna professor have been exported from America. The point made in this writing is that the significance that was referenced in the title of the article was really that the press around Lorenz's work meant that a larger number of people in the U.S. knew about that work and they might seek treatment, not suggesting that the significance was that it was really all that new. No, they did credit him for really uh, pioneering some treatments, but they were like, yeah, but we've all been doing it for a while at this point. (laughs) um, And it was one of those things where for a lot of families, particularly uh, families that did not have a whole lot of income, there was kind of an expectation prior to this that if you had a child that had an orthopedic problem, you kind of taught them to live with it rather than getting it treated and that this shifted that idea a little bit. Uh, Lorenz was asked to visit other cities when he returned to the U.S. in 1903 for his follow-up care with Lolita Armour. He was invited to speak at the American Medical Association's annual meeting in New Orleans in 1903, and he accepted that. He also visited Dallas, Texas, right after that appearance, and that visit is credited with inspiring the construction of what would become the Baylor Medical Center. That press and the popularity that Lorenz had gained in the U.S. came with some problems. Many members of the medical community in the U.S. thought that Lorenz and showing up and only seeing patients briefly was really creating more problems than he solved. Right. Remember, these are long-term treatments. They're not super quick. So it's like you're giving them hope, but you can't really do the follow-through if you then go back to Vienna. Almost 20 years after he had been called to Chicago to treat Lolita Armour and having returned to North America repeatedly to see sometimes hundreds of patients a day at any hospital he visited, he was once again planning a trip to the U.S. in 1921 when a public statement was issued by a group of Chicago doctors who thought that Lorenz should not be allowed to practice medicine in their facilities. In an article covering this Chicago uproar, the New York Times listed St. Luke's, Presbyterian Hospital, Children's Memorial, and the Home for Destitute Crippled Children among those hospitals that were very adamant in their stance that Dr. Lorenz was not welcome there. This statement made by the Collective of Orthopedic Surgeons, which honestly, like the name of the hospital that we just read, contains some very outdated language that's offensive by today's standards, That statement reads, quote, The proposed visit of Dr. Lorenz will accomplish more harm than good, and we are opposed to any plan by which countless numbers of cripples will have their hopes raised to the skies, only to have them blasted when they find they have been misled. His visit will serve only to make every cripple in America dissatisfied and disappointed. Some would be disappointed because they were unable to reach the, quote, miracle man, Others because he would not be able to treat them. 